Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a hundred mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that? This is kind of a, a surprise episode. Um, we had some uh, some plans change and um, had a fun weekend last uh, last weekend. Uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, I have a, a great guest with me today, Drew Antonis, uh, who actually won the race last weekend, which was the Duncan Rich fifty um, k. So, um, Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. Absolutely, man, um, Drew. Uh, why don't you tell us, just start with, uh, about you. How old are you? Where are you from? Um, what's your background? So my name is Drew Antonise. I am 25 years old, um, born and raised in Marietta, Georgia. Um, it's just a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm about 30 minutes north of Atlanta. Um, I am a hiker, long distance backpacker and trail runner and, um, yeah, so um, been traveling around a little bit. Um, went to school here in Georgia at Georgia Southern, um, down near Savannah, Georgia. Um, graduated in 2017. Um, just kind of getting into my field and 
um, getting my feet wet, uh, moving around a good bit um, throughout the country. I'm working different seasonal positions, um, um, having the ex- having the opportunity to um, actually through hike the Appalachian Trail last year, um, which is kind of how I um, got a little bit more involved in running and trail running and endurance sports. Um, so just kind of um, being a young um, 20 something, just kind of experiencing life and um, different, different, uh, different areas of the country. And, um, and more recently, you know, getting into trail running and um, ultra running. So um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and to be clear, Drew actually started trail running this year. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, so last year I hiked the, uh, through hiked the Appalachian trail southbound, um, finishing up in December, um, and not really knowing, um, getting back to work and everything and realizing that, you know, hiking every day wasn't exactly a sustainable thing for me. So I kind of transitioned to running, um, started taking that a little bit more seriously, um, getting involved with my local, um, running store, shout out to big peach running company here in Atlanta. Um, great group of folks there that kind of got me, you know, kind of pushed me out the door and got me geared up and kind of stoked to start running. Um, and, uh, so I signed up for my first marathon, um, in March, this past March, 2020. Um, it was the big peach or no, not the big beach. Um, the Publix Atlanta marathon. Um, so kind of right before everything started to tick off with COVID and stuff like that, um, really awesome experience. And I was, um, came off that race, you know, just feeling really grateful, um, for that opportunity. And just from there, just kind of, um, realized, um, the benefits that running has for me personally, um, not only physically, but mentally and kind of got me, um, it was a good, really good transition, um, after last year coming off of the Appalachian trail and having that experience. Um, so that's awesome. Now, did you race prior to the marathon? Was there anything building up to the marathon? Um, so it was mostly training um, earlier this year in January and February, just getting prepped for that. Um, as far as like my uh, previous experience running, um, it probably, I mean, it started at kind of an early age. Um, my mom was a runner. She was a really big runner. Um, she did a lot of the... Um, Petrie road races pretty much every year. She's done a couple halves. Um, and then of course I would always do, um, at my elementary school, they had a fun run every year and I would always run that. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, I was having this conversation with my mom a little bit ago and she's like, I would always excel at, um, those, those races at such a young age. Um, just having a good time, um, running there with my classmates and things like, and things like that in elementary school. Um, but never really delved too deep into running or cross country or anything like that. I always played soccer um, growing up. So we uh, put a lot of time into soccer. Um, But um, as far as training for the marathon and um, my races prior to that, it wasn't too much. Um, I had done a half marathon in Wisconsin um, back in 2017 um, I was actually working up there and my coworker, she was a really big runner and she was like, yeah, we're going to be 
traveling up here and I'm actually signed up for this, um, this 10 K and it was a trail race on, um, the ice age trail up there in Wisconsin. And I was like, okay, I can kind of, that sounds like a really cool opportunity. And she was signed up for the 10 K and I was like, there was a half and I was like, well, um, why don't we give this a shot? And kind of with no training or anything, I ran my half, um, my first half, I guess it would be, um, um, and I did pretty well. I think I did two hours and 15 minutes. Um, I'm not sure on that time, but yeah, it was the, um, St. Croix falls, um, half marathon city of trails, half marathon and 10 K, um, really cool event. Now I'm looking back and I'd, you know, I'd love to go back up there and run that again. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and so uh, you got through the marathon. You ran uh, three forty-five. Was it? Did you say? That is correct. Yeah, three forty-five. And then um, you got the bug and started doing some some longer trail races. Um, that was post marathon, correct? Correct. Yep. So post uh, post marathon, I um, had a, like I said had a really good experience there, um, and of course, um, you know, COVID happened. Um, I had signed up for the 50 K here in Georgia, um, down at Sweetwater state park. And that obviously, um, being in April ended up not happening. Um, so I just kind of continued to run through, um, the quarantine and everything back in March and April and just started, uh, just kind of getting out on the roads and trails when possible. Um, so yeah, just kind of, um, if anything, um, I know this year has been hard for a lot of people and stuff like that, but it's um, I've kind of been really grateful just for the extra time and some parts throughout the year to be able to focus a lot of energy on running and, um, you know, kind of utilize that as an outlet for me personally to stay active and um, keep my mind busy and stuff like that. So I know, I know I've heard a lot of people talk about that as well. And, um, you know, kind of looking at, you know, um, the bright side to things and, um, when possible. So, but, um, but yeah, um, ended up doing that. Um, just running a lot this summer. Um, actually spent some time out in California, um, on a seasonal position with the national park service. Um, which looking back at it now, I'm really glad that that happened given the wildfires and everything out there and on top of COVID, um, yeah, I got some good experience out there running. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, he sure did. He, uh, he ran a 50 K in Tahoe, right? Yep. Um, um, and- it's the Lake Marlette, um, Marlette 50 K. Um, it's around Lake Marlette, um, in Spooner state park. Uh, so it'd be on the Nevada side of, uh, Lake Tahoe. So, and part of it's on the Tahoe rim trail. So, some really, really beautiful trail out there and awesome community, obviously, and um, really great event. So you had a very respectable finish as well. There were some really talented runners in that race, and you finished, was it fifth? Uh, I was sixth overall, um, five hours, 47 seconds, something like that. Um, At altitude, too. So um, that's that's tremendous. Um, so um, 
I always like to hear about people's training now. Um, Drew is not one of my athletes. Um, a lot of my interviewees have been my athletes, but um, Drew and I, as I said, we raced in Duncan and I, I felt a kindred spirit in him and his joy was evident to me, just his happiness and, and his gratefulness to be out there. So I really enjoyed his company. Um, but in your training, what, what kind of things did you do? Were you just doing mileage? Did you do some workouts? Uh, did you rely off any resource? How were you training? Um, yeah, so, um, one thing that I'm really grateful for, um, is like a lot of the resources out there, um, that we have as young athletes, as far as like mostly social media, um, ultra signups, Strava is great. You know, just looking at what other people do, um, listening to podcasts like yours. Um, um, I also listen to the FKT podcast. Um, Dylan Bowman has a really good podcast with the well. Um, yeah. And just kind of soaking up all the resources I can, um, through media, um, not really working with anybody else at this point and just, um, just kind of reaching out, um, even on social media to people, if you know, they've run a race or run a trail, um, just kind of asking them like kind of what works for them and what doesn't. Um, and then also just trial and error, um, just getting out in the trails and road and just kind of seeing what works for me. Um, and yeah, um, as far as training goes for some of the races that I've run, um, not doing too much mileage throughout the week, just kind of, um, getting a lot of time on my feet, I think would be one thing I stress. Um, so not super long runs. Um, but for my work, I actually do spend a good bit of time on my feet throughout the day. Um, so, which is really helpful in that. And then after, you know, before or after work, trying to get out and do a few miles when I can. And then of course, um, sticking that long run in there and seeing, you know, what nutrition works and what, um, how my body holds up for some of these longer efforts. Um, and then, kind of this fall, actually, when I returned to the Southeast, I was doing some good like adventure runs, um, spending some time with my girlfriend up in North Carolina, um, just doing some, some stuff on the AT, um, just getting some good elevation, um, just having a good time in the mountains mostly. Um, and then, you know, day to day life, just trying to get the miles in here and there and just, um, have a good time. So awesome. So, um, Atlanta's hilly, but it's not mountainous like Duncan Ridge. Um, so, um, I guess we should really define Duncan Ridge for those that don't know. Um, the Duncan Ridge trail, um, as we were described by Jason, who we were racing with, and we'll talk about, um, it is basically straight up. There was no, no switchbacks. Um, we faced about 10,000 feet of elevation gain over the course of the, the race, um, so how did you, um, how did you train for something like that? Ooh, so, um, kind of leading up to the race, I was a little weary about it. Um, I understood the reputation that the Duncan Ridge has. Um, it's kind of a, you know, um, it kind of reminds me, I thought of this section of trail on the Appalachian trail, um, in Virginia, and it's called the roller coaster. Um, and the, the, the maintenance crew, the trail crew that maintains it, they call it the roller coaster and they kind of, um, you know, welcome to the roller coaster and they make it this big thing. And, um, but 
comparing it to that, I think that the Duncan Ridge trail is just truly a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> in that it just traverses every single mountain in that ridge line. Um, and I think we kind of talked about this through the race and Jason or um, someone more local to the area could probably answer it better. But I think it's a, a historical aspect of the trail. Um, it has some history to it um, in that it's one of the earlier trails in the area. So it's kind of prior to switchbacks. Um, and so, you know, it, it just goes up and over rather than, you know, um, skirting the side of the mountains. Um, but as far as, um, training for that race, um, a lot of it, um, was pretty local to me. Um, I have some trails around here. Um, the Chattahoochee river national recreation area has some really great trails. Um, they have a bunch of different units along the river. Um, and you typically able to get, um, about 10 miles and get about 1200 feet of gain. Um, and it, but like you said, it's mostly Hills. Um, a lot of runners in the area will typically go to Kennesaw mountain, um, to get some good elevation in there. And then, um, and then like a few weeks before, um, I was doing some, uh, races or runs up on the Appalachian trail, um, and just some long adventure runs just to get my legs kind of familiar with that fatigue um um so yeah (laughs) awesome um how did you find this race what what put it on your radar um i can't remember exactly um what put it on my radar but one thing that sticks out in my mind is the guys at um big peach running company um Steve DeMoss, um, he actually finished his 10th Duncan Ridge Trail 50K this past Saturday. Um, and uh, they, they know about my um, Appalachian Trail experience and that I'm a big, um, just kind of getting into the sport and everything. So I think I was in there maybe one day and he was saying, oh, yeah, like you should sign up for the Duncan Ridge Trail um, 50K. You know, it's this great race, great community. It's been going on. And, um, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And this is probably back in the spring, um, maybe pre, pre-marathon for me, um, just talking about my love for trails and stuff. I love road running as well, um, but, you know, trails are obviously um, kind of my heart. Um, so, yeah, and he was mentioning the Duncan Ridge Trail, so that kind of um, put it on my radar a little bit more. I want to say that I had heard of it before, but I can't remember exactly where maybe on ultra sign up just coming across someone else's um, someone else's profile or something like that. But um, I'd heard of the trail before um, and it's familiarity um, because, you know, it's right off of the AT and it's part of the Georgia loop um, there with the Benton Mackay. Um, So I'd heard of it before, but I wasn't familiar with its usage um, for races and specifically the Duncan Ridge trail 50 K as you said, this race has been around for a while um, so that people are a little bit more familiar. It starts at Vogel State Park, which Vogel is where the Georgia Death Race and the Cruel Jewel both start as well, um, as well as the finish for the Cruel Jewel. Now, um, for the 50K, we just had an out and back. We went to Fish Gap, and then uh, there's an A station there, and we turned around and came back. Um, so, whereas GDR keeps going to Amicalola, um, aside from this year's COVID edition. But, um, 
the uh, the let's talk a little bit about the uh, the race adventure itself. Um, you know, given um, COVID, there was no pre-race meeting, so I think we were all taken aback at the uh, the start. Uh, do you want to talk about where you were prior to uh, the start? Yeah, that was interesting. You know, um, um, so we were right there at the circle, right behind, uh, right next to Cabin Twenty there in Vogel State Park. Um, and I'd read in the um, some pre-race emails that had been sent out. You know, seven thirty sharp. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll be there seven thirty. And um, so you know, everybody kind of is congregating towards the beginning. Um, and I think it may have been Brandon Young, the race director who had gone out. I, you know, I didn't even see who it was because it was so spontaneous. But um, basically, um, someone comes out and says, okay, is everybody ready? And just says, go. <laughs> and so everybody just got, kind of starts taking off um, up the roads past the campsites um, and eventually onto the Cusabat Country Trail, out, um, which takes us outside the park. So. Were you close enough to the the start line where you weren't uh, too far back, or I was actually probably in the middle. I would say, um, yeah, I was probably in the middle. Um, maybe, yeah, it definitely caught me off guard, and I was like, okay, like this is it. And I was kind of fumbling with my watch a little bit, uh, trying to make sure I got that started and going. But <laughs> I didn't even have my watch going. I was um, I was loading my watch, and I was kind of just stand there, kind of waiting, you know. And, and uh, he walked up and it was like, everybody ready? All right, let's go. And then everybody just took off. And I was like, oh, that was it. And my watch wasn't loaded yet. So I was like, oh, I'll just let it try to load. Um, and like you said, we kind of run down that road. And um, uh, Jason, who I was talking about earlier, is uh, a local to that area. And, uh, and so, he, oh, no problem. He, um, he, you know, he was kind of leading and then we got up into the trail and, and took up the climb and uh, up the climb, my watch wasn't loaded still. So I was like, right, I guess I'll just, you know, start it. Uh, so I, I didn't have GPS. So my watch was like never on with college, but at least I had some time going so I could see what I should be eating. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, we started and like I said, Jason uh, and I were kind of up front and, uh, we got up the first climb, crossed over uh, Highway 80, so we could across the road, and then there's a really nice descent. And Jason just took off like it was, you know, uh, <laughs> like it was a, you know, a much shorter race. So I just kind of, you know, ran down. I, I didn't let him go too far, and um, we got into the first aid station, which is about three and a half miles in. And where were you at that point? Could you see us? I wasn't looking back. Um. Yeah. So uh, it's actually funny. Um, so after that start there and um, kind of the travel outside of the park, um, I saw you and Jason kind of taking off and I was like, okay, that that might be the last I see of them <laughs> because I, at that point I hadn't, um, yeah, I was traveling outside the park um, then crossed over 180. Um, and then on that descent, I was basically alone. Um, and yeah, that, that's a very nice descent there that forest service or old logging roads. Um, I'm assuming um, nice descent there and then down into that aid station. Um, and I think the first eyes that I had on you all after, um, after the start was probably, um, the first big climb in up Kusa, um, probably a couple miles up Kusa, I would say after that first aid station. Um, 
that I saw the both of you guys um, making your way up that climb. So, yeah, I've, I've had way too many experiences uh, on that Duncan Ridge Trail to to go out too hard. So I was trying to be as conservative as I could. So I was letting Jason lead the the climbing, and I just you know was hiking behind him, and you know he was like, hey, "If you want to go, just go." I was like, "No," nope. <laughs> and I you know yeah. early, way too early. So absolutely, um, you know, and I think Jason yeah. went back saw you and you were you're coming to jogging coming up behind us and jason's like oh man i was waiting to see who'd be running up kusa (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's kind of funny because um you know being kind of new to this and knowing the the brutality of the the trail and stuff and that it was going to be kind of a long morning i um i kind of set back a little bit and i was like okay let's be a little bit more um you know because and i'm glad because you know that's a long climb too um so you got to really, you know, take it easy that first climb and, um, yeah, and kind of preserve your legs a little bit more for the rest of the race. So, um, yeah, and it, it was beautiful too. And like, you know, that we were coming up and as we summited Kusa, I mean, you know, all the leaves have fallen up there. And so, you know, typically you don't get a view up there, but, um, looking out, you know, we saw some of the clouds hovering over the valley. I think we saw Blood Mountain and Slaughter Mountain. Um, to the south and yeah so just kind of an, a nice morning to um, and I had some nerves going into the race um, wasn't feeling too good some butterflies and stuff so that was just kind of a moment just to kind of settle in and just take a deep breath and um, and just kind of enjoy it and uh, look forward to the rest of the day kind of so yeah I, I enjoyed that climb um, yeah yeah it was nice. We had the three of us and, um, you know, I think Jason was kind of telling us a little bit about the history of the trail and the area and stuff like that. And he was pointing out different things and things that, you know, if the inversion wasn't there, we probably could have seen, but, um, you know, it was, it was very nice. And, and I, you know, I didn't feel stressed. <laughs> I didn't feel worried. You know, it was just really, you know, kind of almost like we were out on the long run, which was, which was really nice. Um, but then, um, you know, we were, uh, we're coming off the backside, I think of, of Kusa and, um, you know, Jason was going pretty hard, um, down that descent. Um, you, you came off the back a little bit. We kind of got a little bit separated on that descent. All of us, um, mm-hmm. you know, Jason took a little bit of a lead, uh, which I think led us into the aid station two, right. When we came off that. Yes. If it wasn't after that, um, that big descent off of Cusa, then I think it might've been on the other side. Um, but yeah, that the descent off of Cusa was really interesting. Um, it's steep, and even when you look at the elevation profile, you can really tell. And um, you know, it's it's sort of an entrenched trail, not not too badly eroded, but then you have the leaves on top of it. Um, I will say, yeah, I had a hard time with that um, going into the race. I was like looking forward to a lot of the descents, being able to um, take advantage of them, and uh, mid descent or after that descent, I was kind of like, Ooh, that was pretty, pretty tough. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this goes. So I was like, man, and it, you know, it was, it felt a lot longer. Um, but, um, yeah. And then kind of coming into that saddle there where I think that aid station was, um, but yeah. So Jason had, uh, come in and, you know, kind of gone out and, um, you know, as I said to you, um, kind of felt like we were just doing like a fart lick, you know, at that point, cause we kept, you know, 
going slow, going fast, going slow, going fast. It just felt like a yo-yo. And uh, I mean, it's hard to get a rhythm in a trail race anyway, but I felt like, you know, we weren't, we were running. Well, I wasn't running my race. That's for sure. You know, I was just kind of going off of what, what Jason was doing and reacting to, to him as, you know, as I would in a race, but um, you know, Duncan Ridge, I think <laughs> commands a little bit more respect than, uh, than just, you know, um, you know, than going and racing, you know? So, um, at that point, um, you know, that's where I, I kind of went up and just went into the lead, uh, after aid station two, um, we had, um, two more aid stations, uh, and the second one being the turnaround. So, um, you came up, uh, to me, let's see, before aid station three, we were back together. So you and I were, we're, you know, one and two running together. Um, how were you feeling? What was going through your mind at that point? I was feeling really good. Um, yeah, I was um, kind of worried about the descents, like I said, after that Kusa. Um, but for the most part, feeling good. Um, I was kind of relying heavily on the aid stations um, for water. Um, wasn't carrying too much more than just a um, handheld there. Um, yeah, the aid stations were great. Um I, I think I had passed Jason a little bit after that um, second aid station and then caught up with you and we were kind of um, together um, after that. And yeah, just feeling good. Um, was kind of starting to get a little worried about my hydration. Um, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of capacity with me um, and it definitely started to heat up, um, you know, kind of come mid morning. Um, and I, you know, kind of gauged that with my sweat Um the perspiration coming off my body and um, I, my, I just started dripping sweat off my hat and just kind of realizing that I was losing a, losing a lot of fluids um, made me a little nervous there. Um, but yeah, I was, I was still feeling pretty good at that point. Um, you, uh, you had talked about, um, you know, in the past nutrition had been an issue um, that you had problems with your gut, but you're, you're dialed it in this race. What did you do differently? Uh, what do you think was, the problem prior and what do you think you did differently this time that helped? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd mentioned that. Um, I think it was a lot of sugar, um, just a lot of the sugar that had kind of built up in my stomach. Um, I did, I've had some issues with that in the past and where, you know, I'll get like a stomach cramp and, um, just, just not a good feeling in the gut. Um, um, body becomes kind of gassy and just not able to, um, comfortably take in any more, uh, gels and, um, liquid even becomes kind of hard to keep down. Um, but yeah, this time I had actually taken the advice of Eli White, um, who, um, I had reached out about nutrition and he kind of explained that he had had kind of some similar problems, um, with just having too much of that sugar from a lot of the gels and a lot of the mixes, um, so I actually um, kind of switched it up. I had um, some of the standard goo gels, um, and then I also went with a more natural um, gel from Huma, um, which is that chia seed blend. Um, has a lot of the more natural sugars, um, not so much maltodextrin, um, and that seemed to really work for me. Um, so I had a couple different ones, and just kind of alternating um, between you know some of the standard goos and um, that Huma. And then also I had some tailwind mixed in there. Um, I think the aid station had provided some tailwind and I would mix that kind of half and half, um, as well as some of my own tailwind that I had 
um, packed along. So, and I, I was really, and I was really happy um, with how it turned out. Um, you know, I didn't have any stomach issues. Um, there was one moment where I kind of, um, you know, had had done a whole thing a tailwind, and then you know started my stomach started to cramp a little bit. Then I just you know next turn around I would feel myself with you know a, a more natural or um, something a little bit easier for the stomach with the Huma. So you kind of alternated a little bit between um, like your um, your glucose and uh, and fructose, um, which is you know similar to what I was doing as well. Um, I was going about every 35 minutes I was taking something and I had, uh, um, I, I drank about three bottles of tailwind during the, the race, but, um, I would do a, a spring. I was telling you about spring, uh, which spring nutrition, I used the Canterbury flavor. And, um, so that was my more fructose based. And then, um, you know, I, I would do a, uh, cliff bar, the kid Z bar. <laughs> I would do one of those. And then follow, you know, the next time with, uh, I had a, um, a cola, um, goo. So a more glucose base with some caffeine. Um, especially as we got later into the race, I kind of relied on caffeine a little bit more. I'll, I'll talk about that when we get, <laughs> we get a little later into the race, but, um, that is smart to, to mix up your nutrition, especially, um, if you know, if glucose has been a problem in the past with, uh, with your gut. So I'm glad things worked out there. Um, and it did get hot, uh, you know, and, um, when we, let's see, we were, um, let's see, we got to the, we got to the turnaround together. Um, you took a little extra time at that aid station to, to grab a few things. Um, and I started, um, kind of the, <laughs> the hike back up cause we had just done a nice descent to the turnaround. Uh, but I was just, you know, hiking, I figured you'd catch up. So, um, but, um, in retrospect, I probably should have, um, done something more with, with hydration. That's where both of us were kind of like, wow, we didn't have enough because on the race details, it said it was only what, two and a half miles between the turnaround and the, you know, the, the first day station going back. Yeah. It was something like that. And, um, yeah. And I, I think it, yeah, it definitely felt like a lot more and maybe it was because of those tough climbs. Yeah, um, I'm definitely, definitely I had I thought about it in my head um, whether or not to skip that second to last aid station or before the turnaround, um, thinking that I would hit the um, either skip the final aid station. I, I couldn't figure it out in my head, but either way, um, I'm glad that I stopped. Um, I pretty much stopped at every single one, um, and I'm glad for that after that climb and yeah. turnaround there at Fish Gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it, I mean, I think. Um, I made it, I made it back to the, uh, after the turnaround, I made it back to the next aid station with, um, with some fluids. But I think after that one, uh, you and I were still together, but, um, that's where you took the lead was in between, um, the, um, uh, um, uh, third to last and second to last aid station is where you went into the lead. We had gone up, I think it was uh, wildcat is what we were calling it. Who knows if that was the actual name, but, uh, it was a brutal climb. And, uh, I like that's, uh, that's pretty much where my fitness gave out. <laughs> um, as I told you, I wasn't quite, you know, I wasn't quite ready for, for this endeavor, but I mean, you know, um, I, I was pleased to get that far and feel that good, but, um, that's kind of where I, you know, I gave out, uh, we made it to that next aid station. Um, and you were, you know, you were in the lead there. So how were you feeling? 
I was feeling good. Um, I will say, though, right before the turnaround there at Fish Gap um, was probably sort of a lower point. Um, you know, we were we were still going together, but I was, you know, I started to feel a little a little tiresome. And um, I think I was starting to get a little bit of dehydration. And so I, I did end up spending a little bit more time at that last aid station. I um, had some some salty snacks and I drank a little bit more water than I might normally at an aid station, um, just filling up and then, you know, down in it and then getting another refill, um, which really helped. Um, and then just trying to dial in nutrition, um, had some gels and some electrolytes and that seemed to help a little bit more. Um, but nothing, nothing too bad, but I definitely did start to notice a little bit more sluggishness and maybe a little bit of dehydration. Um, so luckily I was able to kind of nip that, um, at the turnaround there and then, yeah, and, and, um, was feeling pretty good. Um, obviously some really tough climbs in there. Um, I remember you had made a comment about, um, the name, a, a joke perhaps about the names of the mountains. Names, Yeah. Um, when we got back to that aid station, we were actually between Payne and Aiken mountain, um, so it was, they were, you know, not, uh, they were the namesakes, not the actual spelling of P-A-I-N, it was P-A-Y-N-E, but, uh, and Aiken was A-I-K-E-N, I believe. Um, those are the actual names of the mountains, but they are very aptly, you know, uh, named for, for where we were. That was, uh, oh man, I mean, those climbs were brutal. Um, we, we turned around and we saw um, Jason, obviously, because it's an out and back. So we saw where Jason was. Um, and we had about just roughly about a 10 minute lead. If I looked at my watch correctly, um, did anything go through your head when we saw Jason? Um, not particularly. Um, I think he looked pretty strong. Um, and I, so I was kind of thinking about that and, um, it seemed to begin with, he was, um, kind of going a little bit more conservatively maybe. Um, so maybe he was hoping for, um, a stronger return. Um, so I just kind of had that, I, these are all just kind of, uh, thoughts that were going through my head. Um, whether that was his actual plan or not, I'm, I'm not, not sure, but, um, yeah, I, I did have that in the back of my head. Um, just thinking, you know, um, he could, you know, come up behind us. And then also I, I um, the other gentleman, his name escapes me. Um, I think it was Andrew. Um, he was, he was looking strong. He was a little bit further behind Jason, but he was um, bombing down a hill um, into that second to last aid station, just heavy energy, looking great. Um, so that was cool to see him. And as well as a lot of the other runners behind him, um, everybody just seemed to be, um, at least on the descents, um, a lot of the people, you know, were congratu yeah. congratulatory and supportive on the um, a sense and you know everybody was seemed to be having a great time but yeah obviously um some really tough climbs in there um but yeah some really strong runners out there um it's always a moral uplift when you you know you're coming back on an out and back and you get to see the other runners and cheer each other on um but it always hurts so bad when you go past the last runner <laughs> you know yeah. you know you're like oh man that's that's the, you know, the last person i'll see for a while um but um, they did have two races going on that day. Um, so the 30K was also going on, which we rejoined in at, at, uh, at one point. Um, so we did, you know, come up on the tail of, of some other runners. 
but yeah, there was kind of a stretch in there. Um, you know, when you had left and, uh, you know, I was kind of solo. Um, and, um, you know, I think, um, <laughs> I think uh, at that point I was just in survival mode. <laughs> so when I got back to the second to last aid station, I did what you did at the turnaround and I just stayed there. Um, I had ran out of water, uh, you know, a good ways back. I had been going without water and I, I didn't feel bad. Like I didn't feel dehydrated, but I definitely knew I needed more fluids. So I, you know, I, I took, I said, you know, can you fill this up with Gatorade? And I chugged that. Can you fill this up with water? And I chugged that. And I said, now fill this up with water one more time. And then um, I did a bunch of Mountain Dew. <laughs> so I got a bunch of Mountain Dew in me to, you know, to kind of help me soldier on. Uh, and I ate some food, um, you know, that always helps. So um, took my time at that aid station. Um, but, you know, doing that, it made me a little bit more leery of, of Jason and where Jason was at. And obviously I didn't know. Um, but, uh, you know, it made me cautious and kind of, you know, checking over my shoulder, especially on the descent, seeing how, you know, how well. Absolutely. Um, so, um you know, and then I, it's always funny because if you're, if you're chasing, you know, like you'll get different reports. Oh, you know, he's, he's a hundred meters up. Oh, he's five minutes up, you know, and you're just like, he's up there. <laughs> so yeah. I was just, you know, it was kind of fun just to, you know, be, you know, in a chase mode. Uh, not that my legs were going to give much chase at that point, but, um, you know, it was, it was cool to be, uh, you know, to have somebody up front and, uh, I knew you looked strong when you, uh, when you took off. So, um, it, it was, uh, it was, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't concede, but at the same time I was like, you know, he's moving well and, and I'm not. <laughs> so that was the reality <laughs> at the moment. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so I, I was, I was running a little bit scared because of Jason. Um, I think Jason had made the comment that I'll see you soon as we, you know, we saw him at the turnaround, which right. <laughs> a little bit in my head. Um, you know, it got me like thinking a little bit. So, um, you know, that my, my mental place was, was not, you know, I was not in a secure place at that time, but, um, so, um, you got to the second to last aid station, uh, you're in the lead, uh, any, any thoughts at that point? What were you, what were you thinking and feeling? Um, I was feeling really good. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I will say that I did get a little emotional um, just kind of realizing where I was at and um, how well I was doing, at least how well I, I felt like I was doing. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> just thinking about, you know, I just wanted to finish it and just and feel good about it. And um, that was yeah. like a half to go, right? And then, yeah, a good, a good. A good ways, to get a lot of trail left, but I, I will say, like I, I was like, just kind of, uh, kind of shocked myself at um, kind of how well I was doing and feeling, and um, yeah, so it was just kind of um, a shock to myself. Um, then realizing that there, there was a lot of, I did realize there was a lot of trail left, um, but just kind of, um, just kind of soaking in the moment and. Um, yeah. Were you able to stay in the moment? Yeah. Um, that emotion came and went. Um, so, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Good. I, I, I couldn't because of that darn climb that we had come down, you know, to the, uh, to the first aid station. So, you know, I knew when we hit our last aid station, we had that climb back up to 180. And, uh, it, you know, that was in my head just because of, of where I was at, especially climbing back up Kusa. 
and I was having some, um, my calves were getting tight. Um, my ankle, like, you know, I kind of rolled it at one point. I just couldn't flex it like I wanted to. And like, I started to feel the hamstring a little bit. I was like, Oh man, don't fall apart now. <laughs> you know? So, um, I was having a hard time just staying in the moment where, you know, I, I wish I was a little bit more, um, you know, at, at ease and, and, and enjoying the, enjoying the time out there. But, you know, it, it was, uh, it was hard to, with all these aches and, and, you know, like little, little pulls. So, um, and then, uh, you know, that was probably the first half of Kusa, you know, I was just kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, killing me. So I had to take a moment on Kusa and just stop and just stand still for a moment. You know, I had to stretch out the calves and just collect myself. Cause I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like down or beat up or, you know, I, I like, I just was like, I need to get myself together, you know? And so I took a moment and, um, just in the middle of the climb and just stretched, um, got my head back together. You know, I was like, what do I need right now? What do I need to finish this climb? Uh, you know, so that was, that was the stretching, you know, I said, you know, do I need any food? Do I need any fluids? And I was like, no, nah, I just had a bunch. I'm good there. You know, so just stretch out, get your head back together. And, uh, and, you know, and I was able to finish the climb, you know, my calves released, um, my ankle still a little bit tight, but I mean, you know, we were rolling our ankles left and right on that darn trail. Cause you couldn't see the, the roots and rocks. So, um, but, um, you know, it, it, uh, it took me a little while. And then when I got back to the top of Kusa, I was, I was in a new place. Um, you know, I, I think once I hit the top and, and kind of remembered, you know, Jason kind of pointed out, there's the geological marker over there and, you know, that they had cleared out a view. It just, it made me realize like how far we'd come and how close we were. And so it put me back into my moment where I was like, okay, you know, like got a nice descent in front of me, just stay relaxed, stay calm. And, and, you know, let's get down, keep moving, do whatever you can to, to keep moving. And so, um, I, you know, I, I got back into that, that, that gratuity moment of I'm okay. And I can, you know, I'm just going to keep moving forward at whatever rate I can. Um, but, um, you know, uh, where were you when you, you got, you know, pretty much to the top of Kusa, where were you feeling? Um, it's kind of similarly, um, just knowing that that was kind of the final, final climb there. Um, other than that, that little climb after the last aid station. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to that descent. Um, I, I was getting excited for it. Um, just, uh, you know, just cruising down, but, you know, I was definitely, my legs were sore and I couldn't take it as hard as I'd wanted to. Um, you know, cause you know, downhill running is a lot of fun. You kind of just have fun with it and cruise, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's some, that's some tough trail. Um, you know, the, the leaves weren't too bad. Um, and it wasn't too rocky, you know, and you could have had some fun with it, but, um, I was just pretty sore at that point And, um, yeah, just kind of took that descent into that last aid station. Um, some really, really nice trail there. Um, and crossing over the last aid station with that, that climb, um, um, on that four old logging road. Um, and then saw a good bit of, uh, 30 K finishers that were, you know, very congratulatory or cheering kind of not cheering, but, um, just be like, Hey, nice job, man. You know, just those, those little, those little, um, those little comments and things like that go a long way. I feel like it at the kind of the end of the race. And, um, yeah, I, I came down into that last aid station and I, I hit a root (laughs) just like when you saw me almost fly into that tree. Mm -hmm. I 
flying like across the road and you know the the aid station volunteers like oh sh-, you know and i'm like I'm okay i'm okay and, uh, <laughs> and she's like oh my gosh are you okay i'm like yeah it's been going on all race i'm fine and, yeah. uh, you know it's so, uh again there I, I took another like little kind of reprieve and made sure i had enough fluids you know i got a little bit of extra food in me um and uh because i knew that you know that climb was going to be tough um were you able to to run up that? That was about a two mile climb, um, if I remember correctly. Um, were you able to to run up that? Yeah, I was. I was. I was doing okay. Um, I think I was going at about like eleven minute mile pace. Um, so you know, just kind of a shuffle at that point. Um, and, and there were more runnable runnable sections of that than others. Um, it was a little eroded in some areas, so you know got the middle of the trail and you have like a little gully in the middle of it. But, um, it was a nice little section. Um, anything more than that, it would have been hard. Uh, um, but yeah. And then, and then obviously the descent, um, from 180 down into the park is, is pretty nice. Um, I actually took my hardest fall, I would say, um, uh, and that lasts less than half a, less than a mile, I guess, uh, crossing over 180. I, there's those little stairs and I just yeah. tripped and went into this briar yeah. bush oh, geez. and just, uh, just yanked my leg out of it and, you know, oh. a little scratched up and, um, just kind of running on adrenaline, I guess at that point or something. I don't know. I was just like, but, um, yeah, some, some nice trail, uh, that way. So, yeah. Yeah, my I, that final climb, I I just kind of made it into a walk run. You know, I I I probably lost a lot of time there because I was just that you know my legs were pretty obliterated from from everything. So, um, but crossing over, um, definitely you know I kind of got that um, rejuvenation. Like I was like, okay, you know, like I'm good to to run to the finish. But um, and then seeing a lot of folks, that was you know that was nice too. The 30kers and stuff, kind of like you know it was like you said, it just it kind of reinvigorates you a bit just to just, you know, have human contact and, you know, say, you know, great job, like to, to them as well, you know, for, for their endeavor. Um, that was, that was, it was nice to share that, you know, that kindred spirit that, you know, here we are, you know, about a mile from the finish and we're all going to make it. So that was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, one more thing, it's funny about that, that two and a half mile climb after that last aid station, it's, you know, those, those, those old logging roads, how they wind in and out of the mountains kind of. And so it's like, you get, it's like a false summit kind of, you see a bend and you're like, okay, I think, you know, it's up that way. And it's, you know, it's almost never ending two and a half miles. Isn't that long, but um, you can hear the motor. It's like a mental game um, that you start playing with yourself and then you'll hear the cars. And, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny that last, that last little bit will get you yeah, I was looking back too, you know, because I was like, "All right, if if someone's going to catch me, it's going to be here." <laughs> so I kept looking. Yeah, back. and I yeah, I won't lie, I was definitely doing the same. Looking back, <laughs> I was like, "Where is Aaron? Where is Jason? Or whoever?" You know, and like, uh, yeah, it was funny. Um, so yeah, we got so we get down into the park. Uh, we got the the road in, and uh, you know, you're, you you cross the bridge and you're heading to the finish line. How's that? How's that feel? It's it it felt great. Um, just getting getting them back on that road and just you know, like I said, the adrenaline and the excitement was kind of um, restored. And 
um, yeah, I, I felt good with the finish. Um, I think Chris had snapped some pictures of me finishing and, um, yeah, looking back on them, you know, I've, I felt pretty strong and I was feeling good. Um, yeah. And just kind of sulking in the moment and really enjoying that. Um, so. Uh, if I could say something about Drew, his um, his joy and um, excitement were were infectious. Um, I really relished our time on the trail because I could feel your you know your happiness uh, for being out there and being a part of this and, and being out with your your, your fellow runners and and um, and sharing in this experience. Um, it, it definitely was. Uh, um, you know, something that I, I don't find in a lot of, um, a lot of other runners, um, especially out on the race course that, you know, it's, um, it, we, we tend to be a little bit more, um, you know, butting heads, if you will, um, because we are competitors rather than kindred spirits. Um, but you know, I, I definitely felt, um, uh, you know, almost a brotherhood with you because of your equal love and, and passion for, for being out there just in nature and your appreciation for the environment. So I really, um, you know, I thank you for, <laughs> for being such a, um, an open and, and, you know, such a, um, uh, uh, uh kind spirit. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, it was a really incredible experience. Um, yeah, you, you hear about people kind of uh, after these races, they, uh, you know, it takes some time for them to process. Um, and no matter what distance they are, I feel like everybody has some sort of, uh, I wouldn't say transformative experience, but some sort of, uh, you know, uh, you're le- like it leaves a mark on your body, obviously physically and uh, mentally, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it's an amazing experience and, um, something that I've just, uh, completely fallen in love with. Um, I love the trails and, uh, the community that surrounds the the ultra running community and the running community. Um, something that I see really similar in the hiking community and through hiking community. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's just an amazing experience and to be able to go out there and share the trail with other people for the day and just, um, it's an, it's, it's amazing to see how, um, how quickly you get to, to meet people too. It's like, um, just sharing that experience, um, is like an almost, it, it brings you that much closer, um, so quickly, you know, compared to, you know, some more long, long-term relationships. Um, but yeah, just meeting so many great people, um, sharing that time and, uh, and it was a beautiful day too. So that just adds to the beauty of the trail. You know, I heard about last year's race and how I guess <laughs> snowy it was. And I'm just thinking about that, but, um, yeah, just still kind of processing it uh, personally. So it does take some time. Um, Drew finished in, um, five hours and 54 minutes. Correct. Correct. Yeah, was that that put? Did that put you on the top ten board? It did. Um, I'm not sure where at. Um, yeah, I think it was sub six put me up there. Um, so, it's yeah, tremendous. yeah, it was a beautiful run. Um, so you've you know you've got this 50k under your belt. Um, 
anything else this year on the calendar for you? Um, nothing left for 2020, I would say. Um, I'm looking at um, 2021 um, to kind of be a really great year um, to get out on some trails and um, make some life changes and uh, just a lot to look forward to for running and just, um, yeah, hopefully 2021 will bring some good things. So, right What's uh, what's some takeaways you took from this event? Ooh, um, as far as takeaways, um, I, I was really happy with how I listened to my body in response to, um, what I thought was some early onset of dehydration, um, just kind of listening to my body and intaking the proper fluids and taking that extra time, um, and to eat some salty snacks and drink plenty of fluids, um, to hopefully negate that, uh, dehydration. Um, and just always having fun with it too. Um, you know, like with these races, you know, it's, um, going to compete and stuff like that, but it's always important just to like take a step back and just enjoy it and like enjoy the moment and not get too caught up in whatever goals you might have. Um, because I did have those goals going into it and, um, I definitely saw that take an effect on me mentally the morning of, um, having some serious nerves and kind of wondering what I was doing and, <laughs> if, if I was even ready for this. Um, so just kind of, uh, just really enjoying it. I know that might be kind of cliche cause, um, obviously that's what we all, we're all going into this wanting to enjoy it. But I think, um, I think that's just a really important takeaway for me. It's just to always have fun with it, no matter what goals you have in mind. Um, so. Well said. <laughs> that's great. So cool, Drew. Oh, um, anything you would have done differently, uh, training or during the race? Um, training wise, um, it's kind of hard to say because I mean, I think I did well, but, but I mean, obviously, um, yeah, I would have liked to have trained a little bit more. Um, I'm still kind of new to this. So like there are definitely things that I'm doing wrong in my weekly runs, um, but just kind of taking a trial and error approach um, and just seeing how that works for me. Um, but, but yeah, as far as um, like training, um, definitely something I'm still working on and nutrition um, worked out really well. And I was really happy with that. Um, so um, I don't know that I would really change anything. Um, I mean, obviously there's always room for improvement, so I shouldn't say that. Um, but, um, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll have some things in mind moving forward that I definitely want to work on and, um, make myself better. So how were you walking on Sunday? Were you okay? <laughs> oh, I was, I was okay. So my girlfriend was in town and, um, we did some really nice hiking on Sunday. Um, and it was a beautiful day and, yeah, quads were definitely very sore. Um, didn't feel, I was pretty tired. Um, just overall, I think mentally kind of exhausted and physically exhausted, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm, 
I'm, I'm doing good now. I'm getting back, back on the roads, I guess. So nice. That's awesome. So drew one, I took second, uh, Jason, who we kept talking about took third and Andrew did stay in fourth. Um, and, uh, a shout out to Sarah who won the, uh, the female division. Um, she did quite well that day. Um, so, uh, congrats to all the finishers, um, 50 K and 30 K alike. It was a, a beautiful race. I, you know, I suggest you guys check it out. Um, it's typically a November race. Um, again, Duncan Ridge trail race. Um, you know, what a, what a great place to, to have an adventure. 10,000 feet of gain is no joke. <laughs> um, as, as Drew and I can both test to, and uh, my kids made fun of me because I couldn't walk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Drew, anything else you got for us? Um, I don't think so. I just wanted to say um, thank you so much to Duncan Ridge Trail 50K, um, all the volunteers, and obviously congratu- congratulations to all the finishers, um, 50K and 30K. Um, it's just a great atmosphere that I think everybody experienced, and everybody seemed to have a great be having a great day. Um, so yeah, just a uh, huge thank you to all of them and um, huge thanks to my um, family and friends for all the support. Um, obviously it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an individual sport and physical sport on yourself, but um, there's a lot of things behind the scenes for uh, myself personally. And I think you can probably share this. Um, a lot of support comes from our family and our friends. Um, when you tell your family or your friends, you know, I'm going to go run 31 miles and they're, you know, they could either be like, well, why would you do that? Or they can be like, heck yeah, you should do it. <laughs> so, um, and luckily, um, I have the support of the latter. They're always very supportive and no matter, no matter what I do. So, um, I'm very appreciative and thankful for that. So, right. so how can people find you, Drew? Um, I'm on Strava. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, Mr. Antonis on Instagram. Um, that's about it. All right. Awesome, man. Well, I'm grateful for your time. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. Um, pleasure to, to run with you. I hope we get to do it again. Um, as you said, hopefully you'll be moving to my area some point soon. So you may be hearing more from Drew, um, you know, on the podcast, but I'm sure you'll be seeing them on the trails and in the results. Uh, congratulations once again on the win. That was fantastic time. Um, psyched to, psyched to have this time and, and conversation with you, Drew. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much, Aaron, for having me and had a good time.